Section 5 of Ingersoll, On Which Way, from the works of Robert G. Ingersoll, Volume 3, Lectures. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Scarbo. Section 5. There are two theories about morals. One theory is that the moral man obeys the commands of a supposed god without stopping to think whether the commands are right or wrong. He believes that the will of the god is the source and fountain of right. He thinks a thing is wrong because the god prohibits it, not that the god prohibits it because it is wrong. This theory calls not for thought, but for obedience. It does not appeal to reason, but to the fear of punishment, the hope of reward. God is a king whose will is law, and men are serfs and slaves. Many contend that without a belief in the existence of God, morality is impossible, and that virtue would perish from the earth. This absurd theory, with its, thus saith the Lord, has been claimed to be independent of and superior to reason. The other theory is that right and wrong exist in the nature of things, that certain actions preserve or increase the happiness of man, and that other actions cause sorrow and misery, that all those actions that cause happiness are moral, and that all others are evil or indifferent. Right and wrong are not revelations from some supposed God, but have been discovered through the experience and intelligence of man. There is nothing miraculous or supernatural about morality. Neither has morality anything to do with another world or with an infinite being. It applies to conduct here, and the effect of that conduct on ourselves and others determines its nature. In this world, people are obliged to supply their wants by labor. Industry is a necessity, and those who work are the natural enemies of those who steal. It required no revelation from God to make larceny unpopular. Human beings naturally object to being injured, maimed, or killed, and so everywhere, and at all times, they have tried to protect themselves. Men did not require a revelation from God to put in their minds the thought of self-preservation. To defend yourself when attacked is as natural as to eat when you are hungry. To determine the quality of an action by showing that it is in accordance with, or contrary to the command of some supposed God, is superstition, pure and simple, to test all actions by their consequences is scientific and in accord with reason. According to the supernatural theory, natural consequences are not taken into consideration. Actions are wrong because they have been prohibited, and right because they have been commanded. According to the Catholic Church, eating meat on Friday is a sin that deserves eternal punishment. And yet, in the nature of things, the consequences of eating meat on that day must be exactly the same as eating meat on any other. So, all the churches teach that unbelief is a crime, not in the nature of things, but by reason of the will of God. Of course, this is absurd and idiotic. If there be an infinite God, he cannot make that wrong which in the nature of things is right. Neither can he make an action good, the natural consequences of which are evil. Even an infinite God cannot change a fact. In spite of him, the relation between the diameter and circumference of a circle would remain the same. All the relations of things to things, of forces to forces, of acts to acts, of causes to effects, in the domain of what is called matter, and in the realm of what is called mind, are just as certain, just as unchangeable as the relation between the diameter and circumference of a circle. An infinite God could not make ingratitude a virtue any easier than he could make a square triangle. So, the foundations of the moral and the immoral are in the nature of things in the necessary relation between conduct and well-being, and an infinite God cannot change these foundations, 
and cannot increase or diminish the natural consequences of actions. In this world there is neither chance nor caprice, neither magic nor miracle. Behind every event, every thought and dream, is the efficient, the natural and necessary cause. The effort to make the will of a supposed God the foundation of morality has filled the world with misery and crime, extinguished in millions of minds the light of reason, and in countless ways hindered and delayed the progress of our race. Intelligent men now know that if there be an infinite God, man cannot in any way increase or decrease the happiness of such a being. They know that man can only commit crimes against sentient beings who, to some extent at least, are within his power, and that a crime by a finite being against an infinite being is an infinite impossibility. This ends section 5.